Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to New Hope Underground. That's right. I am one of your hosts, Pastor Tyler Sturkey. What's up, and, Pastor Ty- Tyler Sturkey? And my other host, your other host. Not You're not my host. I mean, sometimes you're my host. Yeah, when sometimes. I'm not, when I'm not on it, you're my host. <laughs> Pastor Darren Hanson. Yeah, that's right. Hey, what thanks. Up, what up, dog? What up, man? You ready for this series? Yes, we are in a... It's been a while. It has. It's been a while. Because we had such a long Ephesians series. Yeah. We're doing a ser- series overview. This is a, yeah. uh, just as a reminder because it's such a distant past that I'm sure most of you have forgotten what the series overview is. We're back is. on video. It is exactly <laughs> like the title indicates that it's where we do an overview of the series that's coming up. That's right. Super creative name. But yeah, we've uh, I mean, gosh, we were in C- uh, Ephesians for three months now, and so this is the first new series that we've done in a while. And so, yeah, I just wanted to do a quick overview of it and just kind of let people know what's coming down the wire. And, and it's a Christmas series, yeah. which is hard for me to get my mind around. I know, it's so weird. That we're it? already there. Just oh, yeah. crazy. Yep. And, we've, and we've already had snow. I know. What's up with that? It's not even that, Thanksgiving. That yet. has been weird that we've already had snow and that the cold <laughs> has persisted because... Lindsay, man, and believe me, I get some pretty, uh, pretty divisive comments about when to decorate for Christmas, because there are some like diehard people like you cannot, you have to give Thanksgiving its day, and so mm. you cannot decorate until the day <laughs> after Thanksgiving. And then there's others. It's like, wait, Halloween's over, and here comes Christmas. Yeah, Thanksgiving, exactly. stupid. I think uh, all the stores are like that. That's for sure. Oh yeah, no, it's not Black Friday. It's Black November. They got a few like uh, turkey stuff up front, and everything else is Christmas. Hundred shelves and shelves. Yeah. So anyway, we've not yet decorated for Christmas, but man, it's hard with the cold weather and the snow to not want to. Yeah. So, but we'll exactly. get by. We'll figure it out. Now, you, have your girls started talking about Christmas? Uh, they talk about Christmas in like the summer. <laughs> they talk about Christmas all year, all the time. When they want something, they're like. Maybe maybe for an early Christmas present? Early Christmas? Like, Christmas was like a month ago. <laughs> what do you mean Christmas present? Early Christmas present. They have kind of like a monthly Christmas. Like, your birthday is yeah. going to come before then. Okay, well, the early birthday present? <laughs> like, stop wanting things. Stop being such a consumer. Yeah, what is the problem? These kids these days, so materialistic. Man, I think one thing grow up. <laughs> so... <Yeah. laughs> Wow, we we kind of we, we got sidetracked. We, there for we a derailed there. There. So uh, today we are doing uh, the next series overview of our kind of Christmas Advent series because uh, I did kind of a standalone Thanksgiving type message and then launches right into the first week of Advent, which will take us up into. Tyler Christmas. loves that word Advent. Well, that that's technically what this time is. I know, but he he really it's likes Advent. the word. It's, he really does. It's, it's just a cool word. <laughs> So, yes. So, uh, the series that we're doing that's going to take us up till Christmas is a series called Songs of Christmas. Yep. And it's a little bit misleading, the title. What? And it's partially misleading because of the the teaser video that we did, which some of you may may have seen it, may have not, depending on when this podcast drops. Actually, it's going to drop before, I think. Okay, so, so if you're listening to this, unless yeah. you miss church, don't miss church. Um, well, wait it, a minute. When is this show? When is the video show? The, th- the Thanksgiving weekend. Thanksgiving weekend. So, yeah, they probably have seen it. I'm okay. sorry. Yeah, I got yeah, mixed yeah. up. So it's a little bit misleading because it presents it like we're going to cover, like each week is going to be about, I mean, like the like 
traditional Christmas traditional songs, Christmas yeah. songs like uh, kind of like remember. when we did that movies series like Christmas movies. yeah 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 more like cultural Christmas songs yeah. I think it's probably because I even remember telling someone that uh, you know we had named the series Songs of Christmas and they're thinking it's going to be like Santa Baby I'm dreaming of a white Christmas yeah or things like that uh, Rudolph S- the Snowman Silver Bells <laughs> Did you know that Silver Bells originally was Tinkle Bells? Really? But they didn't like the connotation, so they had to change it to Silver Bells. Tinkle Bells, like you hear, the, it's like a Pavlovian thing where you like hear the yeah. bells. And, you and then to someone's to, like, you you know, to, I yeah. gotta go to the bathroom. Exactly. Someone said that's the kind of tinkle. They <laughs> and, I, and I'm like drooling while I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> Every single time. It's so weird. It's really odd mixing those things together. So Pavlovian. But... Uh, it's not based on like the cultural Christmas no. songs no. Uh, that which I'm trying to even remember how we came, like came across the idea. I mean, I'll just be really honest. This is a circle of trust. So we're all going to just be real honest right here. Uh, turning around a Christmas series every year can be a little difficult. Yeah. You're not kidding. Cause it's like, you. I mean, you run, you run out of ideas. You're talking about the same thing every time. Yeah. And it's like, how do, how do you do it in a, a creative or let's, t- let's talk way. about the shepherds, the angels, the wise men. This and year, this year we'll turn around and go wise men. This shepherd. year we're going to talk about the manger <laughs> itself. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. not the, not the baby in the manger, but the manger. And, Seriously. And t- we're not like the only ones that deal with this. All churches oh, no, that's, across the nation. That's a, trying it, to figure out how do you do a Christmas series? Well, that's the joke of, among pastors, <laughs> like senior pastors who are usually like preaching yeah. the Christmas and Easter services. I mean, obviously we preach about the gospel all the time, but it's like, how do you tell like the same story over and over and over again and yeah. it not come across as dull or boring or whatever? So that's always the challenge of like, how do we talk about this in like a, a new and creative way? And so, so well, yeah. So well, I'm excited about this one just simply because it's coming straight out of scripture here. I mean, yeah. from which I'm going to let you describe what sure. you mean by song, but I just mean like, uh, I'm not having to mesh the movie Elf with <laughs> yeah exactly it's not like with the you know talk Christian about message there you know are you having a blue christmas this year <laughs> yeah let's preach about that that's not what this is about so what do you mean by song then tyler no there are in the scriptures like specifically around the christmas story like jesus leading up to jesus's birth like right when it happens and then in some of the events like right after whenever he's dedicated at the temple and things like that yes um what are called like the uh, the hymn, the, the, like the birth hymns, mm. uh, and the re- I mean, technically in the scriptures they're not songs because when they're first said by, because I think some of the characters are like Mary, Zechariah, the angel, well, which the angels themselves actually did sing it, right? Um, but then like Simeon, whenever Jesus is dedicated at the temple, they're not. It's not like, I mean. It's not like a musical. It's not like High School Musical where like Mary suddenly breaks out into song whenever you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, it's like Elizabeth. An Elizabeth episode of Glee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I was gonna say it's not like a musical like that. But what has happened is they break out into these almost inspired speeches, like inspired mm-hmm. by the Holy Spirit, that have almost a poetic, prophetic nature to them. But that's how Hebrew songs were and hymns were actually written. Yeah. Because like they're very similar in structure and form to the Psalms, which though you know we read them in the Bible and study them and just speak them out loud, they actually are like at least in Hebrew synagogue, um, are sung as songs, 
And so throughout church history over, you know, the last 2000 years, these hymns, these kind of Christmas adjacent hymns have become songs. Like they're actually saying like uh, one particular one I'm doing. It's which it's cool because all of them have like Latin names, mm-hmm. like the one that where Mary is the one it's the Magnificat because the beginning were the, and it's based off the first line of the kind of the hymn where she says, my soul magnifies the Lord. Mm. So it became known like in Latin, it was Magnificat. And so now that's still, I mean, gosh, that was chanted by monks and monasteries. It's sung by choirs now um, that it is a long enduring song. And all of these are, because I think Zechariah is called the Benedictus. The angels is the glory and excelsius Deo. Uh, Simeon is the nuked Demitis. I'd never heard that one wow. before. Yeah, like they all have... Uh, like she turned me into a nuked. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, but then one thing... Sorry, that, Monty Python reference. Yeah, one one thing that we uh, are kind of adding on to the beginning is realizing that, you know, Christmas didn't just happen in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like suddenly God was trying something one way and then just decided, ah, you know what, I'll just become a human and send, you know, send my son down. That this was a long-promised, I mean, really from Genesis, long-promised, prophesied thing that he would he would send, yeah. uh, that he would come and meet us, that he himself would come and meet us. In, in, and that's in, why we're starting off with an Old Testament yeah. quote. And so it's cool because mm-hmm. we actually, we found a text from the Old Testament that uh, points to the coming of the Messiah. And it still kind of has that similar poetic nature, so it kind of fits in vain with it. But yeah, so each week we're going to be looking at different stories in the Christmas story and looking at these kind of Christmas hymns um, and showing how, I mean, what they meant then, but then even how they apply to our lives, I mean, just through the idea of Christmas today, which they do very much. Well, it's interesting too because they all they all tend to tie, tie into the anticipation yeah. of the coming of the Messiah. yes. You know, for and have some different uh, things that are emphasized, you yeah. know, in each one. It will be kicking off with Isaiah forty. Yeah, you know, looking at when John the Baptist was actually fulfillment of Isaiah forty, which is really interesting. There's a lot of history there. Yeah, uh, and and we'll, we'll, then we'll get into Mary. Yes, and Simeon. Or Zechariah, actually. Yeah, Zechariah, and then Simeon. And then Simeon. And then I'll be finishing out on, which I'm, again, so excited. And this this has just become a rhythm, which uh, I had someone actually, uh, the girl who cuts my hair, she's never been able to come because of like, uh, for Christmas Eve. Because the last three or four years, we've done like a Christmas Eve candlelight service. And for reasons I can't remember, she meant she was talking about them. Uh, she has never been able to attend one, but like so desperately wants to be there and has been unable to. And she's going and she's like, are you so? Yeah. The way she asked it was, are, are you guys still doing the, the, the Christmas Eve thing? <laughs> and I'm like, you mean the candlelight service? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, we are. And she's like, I get to come this year. All right. Like she was like so <laughs> excited about it. And so, yeah, there's kind of a crescendo where I'm talking about the, the angel song of, you know, yeah, glory to awesome. God in the highest. And, and on earth and there's a, there's this that angel son almost ties into like everything else right? yeah yeah it does talking about every every passage yeah so that's it, really really it's good. kind of like everything was pointing to and building to that moment and so anyway so it'll be cool to uh i, I what, what are you kind of hoping like uh where people land a little bit with all this with the whole series you know what are you kind of hoping kind of comes out pe- people you know do you kind of understand maybe something a little bit different for the christmas story that you never really understood so far yeah, I mean, I'll put you, I'm putting you on the spot. But I'm yeah, no, no, curious. no, that's good. Um, yeah, I think it's easy because I feel it, especially having small kids. 
it's easy to just get caught up in like the urgency of, I mean, almost the, not to like quote Charlie Brown, but like the commercialism of it Mm -hmm. where like, yeah, there's an urgency, but it's to get the food ready or get the presents that you wanted. How about early Christmas present? Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. And we lose some of the, like the anticipation of the actual moment Mm -hmm. because like, and to show that this wasn't like, a, oh, Mary got pregnant and it's just nine months of anticipation. But this is like centuries, if not, and I mean, really in some ways, like biblically speaking, millennia of anticipation mm-hmm. of, of waiting for the Messiah to come. And so I feel like these songs capture like the exaltation of that, of recognizing everything is about to get turned upside down on its head because of the coming of this child mm. and how, how much, how, how bad things have been and how long we've waited for things to change and, uh, and hoping people will catch some of the joy. I mean, we talk about joy, like joy to yeah. the world. We sing it, but I don't know if we really feel that. Like I'm wanting people to feel the, like <gasps> the hope and joy of this time of Which year. Which really culminates in the, in the angels. Yeah. You know? You know, I, I, I kept thinking of that, and I'm trying to, I was trying to look it up real fast, but I can't quite find it. There's a passage in, in Galatians that Paul writes about him. He talks about how at just the right time, oh yeah, God sent Jesus into the world. That, that, that moment of the manger was historically significant, mm. not only because it's Jesus, but because of why God chose that time to bring him in. And I, I, could, I think you'll maybe get a taste for that when we start to kind of uncover, give a little bit of background for some of these songs. Yeah. For the people, in other words, in other words, what is their context of why they're saying what they're saying? You know, and I guess the, I guess one hope of mine is that we would maybe catch some of their yearning, mm. their longing. Well, yeah, it's like, I, I even think about like, which I know this sounds really dumb to say this out loud, but if I were to have written the biblical story, <laughs> I know that sounds like too massively narcissistic, but like if I were to have written the biblical story, I would have had the Messiah come right after they returned out of exile. Yeah. Like that seems like that makes the most sense of yeah. like they're sent away because of their sins, but yeah. now, but now they come back and they're free and the Messiah shows up and they're repentant. And then they, yeah, yeah, they've repented and everything's so amazing, but it's like hundred, several hundred years go by after coming out of exile and nothing's changed. They're still in ensla- like they're still enslaved by, you know, various empires, which actually furthers the yearning even more because they realize mm. like, Oh, the answer isn't really the land. Mm. Or the temple being rebuilt, like all these things that like we've hung our hung our hats on the law, on the land, on the the temple. Mm. Um, those aren't really our salvation. Like those aren't really ultimately our hope. That God Himself is our hope, and Jesus would come and show that really the the law, the land, and the temple were all pointing at Him mm-hmm. the entire time. And they become numb and complacent again. You know, like you read like Malachi during the time, yeah. you know, and he's, he basically, that whole thing's a conversation about you guys have gotten numb. 
He's talking about so the can, offerings. It's like you're you're bringing like the worst parts yeah. of the animal sacrifices, where it's like you're fulfilling your obligation, quote unquote, but your heart's not really engaged in yeah. it. You're just going through the motions. I'm not even sure this works anymore. Like it only took like a, a, one to two hundred years for that to happen, for them to get back to the exact same Amazing. place before the exile. Yeah, and then more oppression is going to come. You yeah, know, <laughs> when the Romans come in eventually. I mean, it's just yeah, it's crazy. And then Jesus, I'm just the just the timing is amazing. I think you're gonna maybe hear some of that when you, when you go through uh, some of the uh, when we go through some of these sermons. Simply because I think sometimes we um, we only think of Christmas in our context. You know, we only think of Christmas in <clears throat> and maybe some of the neat stories and things. But but there's just such it's it's so difficult. I think for us to relate especially with people who have been oppressed for a long time, who are very poor, who yeah. very, you know, Mary, just look at that family. I mean, how Jesus was, I mean, just the whole thing's just amazing to me. Yeah. Uh, the, sometimes we forget about, hey, there's a whole otherworldly context. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's about this like turning upside down of all the power brokers, yeah. uh, the rich, the powerful, the, you know, the politically connected. It's like all of those people who were at the top, something's going to get flipped there and the least of these are going to be the greatest, which is, I mean, Jesus ends up talking about like in, in his teachings and in his parables, but it's like Mary even saw that in that moment, like prophetically by the spirit is, is naming the reality of like the world's getting turned upside mm-hmm. down with this child coming into the world, which is pretty sweet. I just think too, that just the personal hunger they had because of their condition. If you, I mean, I don't know when, I know this is kind of a, we're in maybe not complete analogy, but nothing ever is. But I remember when uh, I was in Mexico um, and actually started work on Christmas Day mm. for a family. Went down with a group to build a house yeah. for a family that desperately needed it. Yeah. And we were in this like government area land. And what they did was they just kind of put a fence up, uh, like a less less than a chain link fence. Mm. And, and, and basically just divided up the land and just said, here, every family can have a piece of the land. Oh, wow, yeah. But there was nothing on it. Mm-hmm. You know, so they had to make a house out of whatever they could find. Yeah. So the family we were helping was in one of these air, one of these sections next door to all these other people. But all they could find, along with everybody else, was pieces like of cardboard and pallets and glass. Whatever they could find, they would build a little house. And the family we worked with was uh, three little girls. Mm. And it would get cold at night. You know, they had a fire, and they would have some shared water spigots. That were put out there, but uh, in order to keep the the uh, kids warm at night, they actually would take water and put it on the fire, and then and then warm up the the water, and then take the warmer water, hot water, and put it on their face and hands of the baby. Oh keep wow! It warm. I know it was just crazy. And so while we're um, engaging, you know, you know, watching all this, <clears throat> this is Christmas Day. We wake up to start work. Yeah. And somebody in the uh, pickup, an old beat up pickup truck. Uh, came by with one guy in the back of the pickup truck and kids just came out of nowhere. And we were mm. like, what is going on? And all these kids from these, this real poverty stricken area, just to be flat out honest, were, were just chasing this pickup truck. And this guy would stop and hand out candy. That was their Christmas. Oh, wow. That was it. And boy, they were so excited. Yeah, sure. And I just thought to myself, that would just wouldn't happen where I live. <laughs> yeah. Every, you know, guys in a pickup truck. I mean, that wasn't, you know, <laughs> we've been trained to flee from people like that. <laughs> exactly. And I guess what I'm trying to say is like, 
they yearned for that guy in the pickup truck to come. Like even that was a simple joy. Yeah, just there was a there was a uh, expectation. Yeah, because that was what they had, and I think that sometimes we're just so I don't know. We're just so overrun with having everything we need and have more than we ever need or have yeah. that we forget of what it means to yearn. Yeah, that's absolutely. kind of what I was talking about. And no, that's good. I think some of the context, some of the people here, and some of the words they say. Could, I'm not so sure we could say these words. Like yeah, they we're, did. we're not super acquainted with poverty and oppression yeah. and, and things like that, which is very common for Israel under the Romans and under the Greeks and under the Babylonians and the Assyrians. I mean, it's just one group after another always kept them under their thumb. And don't you think what Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit? And what did he mean by that? Yeah. I mean, he means unless you view yourself as totally bankrupt, mm. you're not going to be desperate enough for me. Yeah. You know, and I... I I just find that really, I find that fascinating, the parallels there. So, and I think uh, Christmas challenges, like, challenges that, and that's especially difficult in our society mm. where, I mean, it's built into the very fiber of our nation to mm. be self-sufficient, mm. to be a self-made person and pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And, I mean, responsibility and all that stuff and making 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 of what you can with what you have. I mean, that's all good. But it can train what can be an anti-gospel idea of, I don't need anybody, including God, mm. that I can make my own way mm. in the world. And not and it can numb you to that poverty of spirit, of realizing I'm broken inside, mm. and I desperately need something bigger and better than myself. Yeah. And I can never fill that void with, no matter how successful I am or how accomplished I am, I can never fill that. And so Christmas mm. speaks to that and speaks to the hope that that's actually possible entirely outside of your own capacity and ability, which mm. to me is at least, I mean, I know that that's the, that sometimes makes the gospel offensive to people because yeah. of that, because yeah. we don't want to admit we're not enough. Yeah. Um, but to me, that's the goodest of good news. Yeah. I feel, I feel like the more you become aware of your need, it makes that gooder news <laughs> like the more you realize it the gooder it gets exactly yeah I, I really think you know jesus could come in the back of a pickup truck and we'll just ignore him yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's no expectation you know and so that's what we pray for i guess we pray for us to be more you know expecting because of of realizing how much we really do need yeah. him that's a reality we, you may not always feel it but it's a reality yeah it's like you're starving and don't even don't even know it. I well, I mean, even think about the the warnings in Revelation to the seven churches. Mm, like mm. one of them in particular is, you you say I am full and satisfied and warm and I need nothing, but he says you're poor, blind, naked, and dumb. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like basically yeah. what you think you it, the very fact that you think you have no need has put you in the most desperate place possible. Mm. And so that scares me of like, oh, God, always help me to be aware of my need for you. Um, you know, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about. Joke, we were joking around about Christmas series. Yeah. And how we got to come up with something. And I think that, I think there's a, I think there's like a, uh, a pressure for that simply because of the society we do live in. Our obsession with novelty. Yeah. And oh, we got to entertain. You got to get something make new. Sure everybody, yeah. Oh, 100%. You know, and I don't know, I guess I would hope and pray that you know, we as, as New Hope, you know, I, put, I think a lot of people understand that we don't, 
That's not why we're here. It's not what this is about. Yeah. You does know? that mean we can just do the same series we did last year? Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. If it's true, it's true. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. The truthiness does not wear out. <laughs> now, let's just come up with uh, whatever series we do this year. Just be the same series every single year. Just Yeah. No, I... It's it's I I understand that I just meant there's seemingly a seemingly in other words if we were in a country that was poverty stricken we wouldn't care about what series we're doing you know what I mean like, nobody else would care either yeah no one else would care either and I which people probably don't care as much as we even think they do yeah <laughs> if you had a, a Christmas and your family's coming together and you're all starving you wouldn't care if you got a game under the Christmas tree yeah. I mean, just have. You'd a, rather have a ham. Yeah, just have a feast <laughs> to be able to eat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess I, I just think the perspective is, is huge there because, um, I think it's so evident in some of the sermons we're going to get into that just that hunger that, I don't know, yeah. yearning. So, so yeah, so that is the the series coming up, uh, songs of Christmas. It is starting on uh, November twenty seventh. Uh, coming up this Sunday, and will take us up through uh, Christmas Eve, all, Christmas through, Eve. all through December. Christmas Eve, and, and if you're listening, uh, Tyler's hairstylist, make sure you show up on Christmas Eve. It's, it's your year. Yeah. Right? 